This Week on Audio National. We all write a lot. Well, how many good songs do you write? How many great songs do you write? You have to write a lot of music to get to the great stuff. Audio National talks to hit songwriter Kirstie Manor, writer of the number one hit Austin by Blake Shelton. Kirstie has also had cuts by such artists as Patti Loveless and Big and Rich, as well as creating and starring in her own national children's TV show, Kirstie's Manor. I'm your host, Marie McDonald. Kirstie created and starred in her own children's TV show that was seen by over 34 million viewers. She also hosts one of Nashville's premier writers' night at On the Rocks and manages her Songwriter Girl line of merchandise. Kirstie's extremely qualified to talk about both the artistic and business sides of the music business. She has toured as a vocalist with major artists, is an accomplished pianist, public speaker, hit songwriter, as well as a successful entrepreneur. As you'll find out, she has great advice about breaking into and sustaining a career in the music business. Audio Nashville's Dave McDonald sat down with Kirstie after her performance at the Commodore in Nashville. You uh, have written the hit um, Austin by Blake Shelton. Uh, what a tremendous song. It's one of my favorites. Oh, thanks. Uh, you're welcome. And um, what, what I guess a lot of our listeners would like to know is how does somebody like you come from? You came from Ohio. Ohio, yep. And end up in Nashville. Well, I um, I came to Nashville with my husband, Bill Warner. Uh, we, we had a duo and we played music and we decided that we wanted to get out of our little town in Ohio. We live near Youngstown and it really isn't a music center. I mean, there really are only a few few music centers in this country, and we're in one of them. And uh, so we decided to move down here for the music business, and we had been writing music on the road, you know, while we were out there. And and uh, so we thought we'd try Nashville, you know. And, I, and my mom, we, we first moved to California, and my mom said, you guys should go to Nashville, and we didn't listen to her. And we went to California first, and always listen to your mother. Anyway, and so we ended up in Nashville, and we got signed as a writing team, and uh, our first cut was a Patty Loveless cut, and it didn't make the record, no. but we we did get a cut on her, and uh, we wrote for that company for about a year or so together, and and uh, and then uh, I kept writing, and and I got also work uh, working with Joylyn White, who at that time was a artist on Columbia Records, which is part of Sony, and I sang backup for her and played keyboards for her and worked with her for a couple years. And, and Bill and I played gigs, you know, in town, but we always wrote. We just we just kept writing the whole time, you know. And then um, Bill and I disbanded our duo, and I, like I said, I went off with Join. Bill was working, uh, doing freelance engineer work, and uh, we decided that the plan was going to be, and I always tell people, if you're going to write... If you're going to come to Nashville, make sure you have a plan of action. It's very important. You know, it's really romantic to just move to Nashville and say, I'm going to be a writer. But you really need to have a plan about how you're going to survive. And so, uh, Bill said, well, you know what? Hourly focus on, you know, making the day-to-day money. You just put your nose down and you just really write. And so that's what I did. And um, one thing that really changed my life was I took a master acting acting class with a guy named Tom Caps. I don't know where this guy is now. He's disappeared, but I feel like he, you know, came into my life to do this. And he uh, he required that we read The Artist Way for our class. And that book really kind of changed my life as an artist, and it really took me to another level. And so um, I really give some of the credit of, of encouragement to him because some of the stuff I learned in his class and what I the fear that I lost as an artist 
really helped me go to another level as a writer. Because you are out there on a stage, yeah, in front of everybody, bearing your soul. It's true. All the times, so. yeah. So I can see the the tie-in with acting and and yeah. performing. Yeah. yeah. And you've done some acting. Since. Yeah, and I, I've always acted. I had a kids' television show that was on TV, and uh, I was lucky enough to get to create a kids' TV show for an. A, actually, it was a Christian cable network, and and so it was kind of a Tracy Ullman show for kids. It had a lot of different characters. So, um, so you know, I, I've always done acting too. You Is know, that Tina Ticcolini. Tina Ticcolini. <laughs> yes, I did appear as Tina Ticcolini on that show. Tina Ticcolini is my alter ego. I'm part Italian, and so that was <laughs> the character that I gathered from all the dr drama from my aunts and my Italian grandmother and relatives and going to weddings. And, and that's distributed in several different languages, isn't it? Or, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I have a children's line, of a product line, the Tina Ticcolini Company, and uh, in those songs, there's a book and, and a couple CDs that are in three languages, French, English, and Spanish. Well, yeah. you know, you said something about having a plan, and um, a lot of songwriters don't have a plan, as, you, as yeah. you brought up. How do you come up with a plan A, and what do you do if plan A works? What do you do when you get that dream? Yeah. Like Austin's on the radio. Yeah. And, wow, here I am, now what? Well, I, I think you just keep doing the same thing you've always been doing. You just keep writing. You try to get better. You Obviously, you know, when you... When you have a hit song or hit songs, you have success as a writer in whatever way. Because I also believe it's not just about the radio. There's a lot of success you can have with your music that's not just about, you know, music row. Right. And, and, you know, we all as writers have to remember that because, you know, the music business now is really changing and, and there's all kinds of ways to make money. But anyway, I think that you need to really keep writing and you need to try to write with, always write with people that challenge you. Um, you know, I, I think it's important to listen to other kinds of music, stretch out as a writer, um, you know, and with your hits or hit, you know, or your successful songs, try to parlay that into more for that song, right. broaden that song's horizons, you know, not just on the radio, but for maybe example, a book about it. Yeah, a uh, book about it or. That try to get it licensed in TV shows or things like that, you know. Right. Um, but I I just always say to people, you just always want to try to be great, you know. You always want to try to be great. Right. Because nobody cares about good songs. They care about great songs. Right. You know, ar artists that are going to cut outside material, if they're cutting a song that they didn't write, that sucker's going to have to really right. be something else. It's got to be better than anything they could that they could do. come up with or their yeah. brother-in-law that's or right their sister or their best that's friend right. or their favorite writer yeah so yeah there's a lot of competition yeah so plan a to me is just keep doing what you're doing i mean and you have to do more of it and faster you know because people expect more of you because you've you've raised the bar for yourself you right. know nsai and groups like that talk a lot about writing up yeah now, it sounds to me like you're saying that writing up may not necessarily mean writing with somebody that you know has a, a Craig Wiseman, Jeffrey Steele, right. necessarily. Right. It could just be somebody who challenges you in a different yeah. direction. I I totally agree with that because you know uh, I I also believe that it's really important to kind of make your own club. You know, you can't expect to break into a group of writers who have been 
writing and working along together for years. I mean, you might get lucky enough to do that, but I think that you have to think about making your own circle and, and helping each other, you know, not turning your back on people that have been loyal to you and showed up for these writing appointments when none of you had anything going on. Right. You know? Is it hard to, uh, to recognize people at your own level that are you know, going to be great? That's a good question. I think sometimes it can be. I mean, I think, I mean, all, I think all artists and all writers level off for a while, right. you know, because, um, you know, my theory is, you know, we all write a lot. Well, how many good songs do you write? How many great songs do you write? And you have to write a lot of music to get to the great stuff. And I, you know, and I just think if you're writing with somebody, you write with them all the time, and you guys feel like you've kind of leveled off a little bit, you might want to take a break or you might want to, you know, go find some other people to write with and come back to them. And, and you know, I don't think there's any reason for anybody to get offended by that. You know, it's just reality. Right. Yeah, there's there's a lot of co-writing in Nashville. And yes. And a lot of people outside of Nashville may not really understand why that's so important. It's really important. It makes everything go faster. It means you have other people helping you get your songs out there. It's like the six degrees of separation thing, you know. I mean, um, if you write by yourself and you try to keep all your ideas for yourself and, you know, put them in a drawer, I mean nothing from nothing is nothing you know and when you co-write you get more opportunities you get songs written quicker you get more ideas for your songs you look at your songs another way your ideas another way because you've got other people you know other people's input right and sometimes you get stuck and on a line or a yeah. verse or chorus yeah i had a song i'd written great for three verses you know and and, and we turn and turn to a co-writer and the co-writer instantly yeah the chorus was supposed to be well yeah because sometimes you yeah. can't see the forest for the trees you right. know because you're standing in the middle of it and, and when you hear it it's like yeah why didn't i think yeah of but yeah yeah but you didn't and that's probably the point of yes yes <laughs> okay well um what would you tell somebody who just stepped off the bus yeah showed up and other than we obviously we've already covered that you need to have a plan a and possibly a plan b right um but what's the what's the steps? What do you do? A lot of I think a lot of people, and I know before I came here, you show up, you say, "Okay, here I am, Nashville." You know, yeah. and where do I go now? Who do I go talk to? Yeah. And you've heard all the you've read all the books, and you say, "Well, you know, I, I'm going to go talk to publishers. I'm going, but they're not going to talk to you yet, because right? You just got off the bus, right? So what do you, what do you recommend somebody do? Well, I think one thing that's really important is obviously to get affiliated with a, a performing rights organization, either. CSAC, ASCAP, or BMI, because it's it's really not their job to make things happen for you, but they are kind of nurturing societies, right. and you can meet other writers and publishers through those organizations, and they all offer classes where you can go and, you know, like a six-week week course on country writing or pop writing or whatever, you know, and so you can you can kind of get infiltrated, you know, with a, a group like that. Uh, you might want to join like an NSAI or a Songwriters Guild. Again, it's all about you. At the end of the day, it has to be about, you know, what you're willing to do. I think it's good to, I, I remember when I first, you know, moved to Nashville. I mean, and, and everybody kind of weans themselves off of it. But, you know, to hang out at writer's nights a lot. Because you meet a lot of people and it's just, 
you know, these are your people. You want to be a songwriter, you got to go meet other songwriters. You got to be around songwriters. You know, it's like just like actors know about auditions. Songwriters know about tips about you know, who's looking for a song or who's looking to sign a writer, you know, this kind of thing, right. you know. So. And you have to just be patient, you know. I mean, I hear these people that say, well, I can't get anything going on. How long have you been here? Two months. What? <laughs> what are you, kidding me? You know. It's a 10-year town or a 12-year town. Yeah, you or... just have to be yeah. really patient and you just have to be great because remember this, people, nobody cares if it's good. Nobody cares. I mean, you have to be great because it's, you know, it's tough out there. I mean, you've got guys that and girls that are getting songs in the top 20 on the charts, and they're vying for those slots. I mean, they're not the artist either. And so now that's your new, your new competition. Right. You know, so you just have to be great. I mean, that, that is, and you have to persevere. You just have to. Be ready for the long haul. And you have to dream big. Yes, dream big. That's, That's exactly right. And my other thing is, how bad do you want it? You just have to ask yourself that. And then, you know what? And here's the other thing. If if you come here and you figure out, man, this isn't for me, that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Because there's all kinds of ways to make money off your music. It's okay because it's hard. It's hard to live here and and be a songwriter. It's very, very, very difficult. It's disappointing. You have to be willing to be rejected and not even know why. There's no reason why. It just happens. Right, and years ago I read a book, like you were talking about a book, and uh -huh. it kind of changed my way of thinking a little bit. And, and they had a chapter in it called Alternate Paths to Glory. And it was, oh, about, cool. it was about everything, you know, like from jingles, which yes. pretty much don't exist yes. much anymore. Yeah. But, but, you know, those kind of things to, you know, being, you know, a producer, an engineer, all the different yeah. other ways you can be involved. Because I think if you love well, music, you're going to want to be around it. Y yes. And if yes. you can't, while you're waiting for that big hit, you know, there, there's other things you can do. Well, like, and the other thing, too, is, you know, you can't be so worried about being rich or you know, how much money you're going to make. You, you just, you have to do it because you love it. And I, and I think that so many people miss that point about any kind of dream they have, not just about writing songs. It could be about being a sous chef or being a, you know, a horse trainer. It doesn't matter what it is. You, you just have to do it because you love to do it. You know, um, everything, everything is hard if you're trying to be great. There, I mean, you, you look at, at, you know, Olympic athletes or, uh, you know. Yeah, give it a good hard two months and it, you didn't make the Olympic team. Right, you know, right. You, you can't really complain. But yeah. I, I think that we should all be so grateful to live in a country where we have so much freedom as, to express ourselves Absolutely. artistically and, um, and not be persecuted for that. And, uh, and as I was saying tonight, I was playing in a, a writer's show is that it's really important for writers to know that they have a voice. Really pay attention to the legislation that's going on this year especially. It's going to make a big difference in, in how much money we're paid as writers um, and as publishers. And yeah. so and be, be, make sure that you pay attention to the business of songwriting. And since that's a, <clears throat> since that's a very important topic, I want to take a couple minutes and talk about that just a little bit. Um, 
with the downloading of music. Right. I, I was watching something um, the other day, and they and the guy they were interviewing a college kid, which used to be the music business's biggest customer. Yes. He says, "Oh, I've got a thousand, hundred thousand songs on my iPod. Never paid for one of right. them." Right. And what they realize, what they don't realize, is they say, "Well, yeah, Britney Spears, she's got plenty of money." Right. Right. But the songwriter. That's right. Isn't getting paid on that. Well, and, right. And even Britney Spears should get paid for her performances and, and what right. she's done. So, right. It's but, exactly you know, right. Whether she makes too much or not, that's up to us as consumers. But but how do you, you know, how has that impacted your income as a songwriter? Well, I, I couldn't tell you the exact numbers, but I know it's hurt me, you know, because uh, there's all kinds of places online where people can get my just like Austin, for instance, they can they can get it for free, or they can rip it from somebody else. Or it it, it absolutely makes me cringe when I hear somebody say, "Well, I'll just burn you a CD." I, I mean, I've actually had discussions with people over that, and and I really think that the the music industry has to take some of the blame because they were really caught with their pants down on right. that. You know, they the yeah. they really missed the boat and uh, not informing people correctly as to how. Uh, publishers, writers, anybody that creates intellectual property makes their money. I mean, they really missed the boat on that. And, um, you know, I just think every opportunity that you have to share with somebody your feelings on that, you should do it, you know. Don't just think, oh, well, you know, oh, people are going to download for free. There's nothing I can do. There is something you can do. You can stand up for yourself and... Let people know exactly how you make money. And if you really don't know how you make money as a writer or a publisher, you better find out. Right. Because a lot of people don't really get it. So what do you think the the answer is to, the, you know, all of the, the copyright, everything from YouTube that's, you know, there's your song being played through somebody's right. video montage. So they right. borrowed your music, quote unquote. Right. They think of it that way. Right. They should be paying for it. Right. Um, what do you think the answer is going to be at the end of the day? You know, if you could wave a magic wand. If I could wave a magic wand, I would have everybody uh, have enough integrity to do the right thing. Because I think most people know they're not supposed to steal the music. But there's just a whole generation of people coming up that think... Music's free. Yeah. Movies are free. Something on the internet is free. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't believe anything on the internet. Should, they should have to pay for it. Right, and, and one day all that stuff will go away. That's because right. Because if there's not people being compensated for it. They're, they're going to find something else to do for money. Right, and how many people, I mean, to bring a record from an idea in somebody's head right. to you know either a download on your iTunes Right. How many people need to be paid? I mean, everybody from bus drivers right. to, it's to true. studio musicians to that's know, right. And if those people aren't compensated, yes, then you know if we can't afford to compensate everybody if right. we're not making any money on it. So it, it impacts. Away. Exactly, it impacts. It impacts a lot of people's lives. It really does. Right, and that's so. the thing that people don't realize when they're downloading it too. And so. If any of our listeners are downloading anything other than Audio Nashville for free, which we allow that, yes. um, you know, think about it because yeah, you're so, putting a lot of people out of work. Yes, and I appreciate you saying that. It's, you know, it's it's really important for all of your listeners to understand how people that create intellectual property make money, you know. I remember being in a movie theater one time and they had a, a public service announcement about that and they were talking about the movie industry. And uh, when 
when it was over, I started to applaud. I was the only person in there doing that, of course. People were looking at me like I was a crazy person because people don't really understand, you know, and again... But they think we're all rich. Yes, and again, some of that blame falls on the industry itself for not letting people know and for flaunting its affluence, you know. I mean, some people even, in some some genres, they sing about how much they're making. Yes, exactly really. It doesn't doesn't really support the issue. You know, the assistant studio engineer who's, you know, working there by the hour, maybe, or by the project. And, you know, he's he's not going to get a job if if that artist doesn't, you know, sell. And and we know that record companies have a real short, they're not going to let an artist Attention span. Well, yeah, yeah, attention span. And and they're not going to keep an artist on the roster very long if they're, you know, not selling records that's right getting radio play or something to that's right show some hope that's right well i appreciate you know what you're doing in that vein have you worked with nsai and some of those groups and yes and 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 i uh went to washington dc with a a group of of other people to meet with a copyright board and and a couple of uh senators and congressmen about the the issue of you know what was going to happen with you know, songwriters and publishers as this year Can you tell, tell our listeners a little tiny, you know, a, a little bit about that, how that, what, what legislation is pending? And well, um, basically, basically what's, basically what's going on is that uh, there's a big discussion, you know, uh, and the copyright board's going to be voting on raising or lowering the the amount of money we're paid, you know, uh, for, for our rate, you know, the statutory, the statutory rate for songs. And so um, the other, the reason that I went to Washington was with a group of people to talk about designated agents, which actually boils down to who's going to collect the money for the independent publishers and writers. And, um, you know, there was some talk about there being one big designated agency that would only pay out royalties once a year. I mean, it's going to be very difficult for, uh, you know, independent publishers to survive on only being paid once a year. So, so, you know, that stuff's all kind of murky and still getting worked out, but it's, it's going to all unfold this year in October, I think is when they vote on the, on the rate. But I think the, the, the bigger point or is that if you want to be a songwriter, if you want this business to be around, by the time you finally do get that big break in maybe five years, ten years from yes. now, if you want this business to be you better here, get involved. You need to start getting involved. That, that's exactly right. right. You need right. to really pay attention to what's going on. And if anybody out there that's listening is is interested, you know, you can uh, email, I guess Dave, and he'll let me know, or you can email me at uh, Kirsty at Kirsty dot com, K I R S T I, and I can direct you to the correct people to get you the information you need about how you want to get involved there. Okay. I'd appreciate that. Yeah. That they can find it there too. That would be so great. That would be great. Well, we certainly appreciate your time and thanks for talking to us. Yeah, and before I go, I want to tell your listeners to uh, check out this new uh, newsletter and video subscription I'm going to be starting called Songwriter Girl and uh, there's going to be links to that on my website. You can check it out and I hope you'll sign up for my newsletter and beyond and and we can talk more about writing and all the wonderful things involved in music. There's so many great things to talk about, and it's so much fun to be a creative person. I, I hope everybody out there 
takes the opportunity to do that at some point in their life, even if it's just for a little time. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on your show. For more information about the show or to listen to previous shows, visit our website, audionashville.com, or email us at info at audionashville.com. Stop by and leave questions or comments for us or our guests. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.